0: of our lord 2017 the real brian show brings you tales of battle celebration pain joy and coffee today we celebrate saint patrick's day and it's superhero friday let's rock it It's the real brian show and it is saint patrick's day of course are you wearing green today today i am joined by a guy who's done some incredible things in his life he's going to be sharing some of that we're going to drink coffee we're going to talk about whatever the heck we want you know because it's superhero friday and we're on location at a coffee shop which makes it even that much more fun before we jump into it though as a reminder hey let's chat let's hang out got a facebook group for the real brian show can find it on Facebook. You can also go to facebook.com slash groups slash real Brian show. You know, If you want to go there also real show.com has everything links. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and you can email me directly. Cause you know, I'd love to hear from you. I'm so excited to celebrate. We got the great music today. We're going to have a great time. We're going to go on location as I mentioned, because you know, it's fun sometimes to just get in person, drink coffee and chat it up. And it's Friday, so let's have some fun. Whitney, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you, thank you. So, we're going to go with the superhero name here.
1: Oh, oh, with the superhero name. Yeah, come on! (laughs) Everybody needs
0: a superhero name.
1: I didn't think that was going to come up first thing. uh, Well, I'm just going to, you know, put you right on the spot. Right on the spot, yeah. And I would say my superhero name is Positive Entropy.
0: Positive Entropy. I love that. That is amazing!
1: (laughs) Well, entropy is the process of everything going to more a state of more disorder, right? Sure. And when I first heard that, I thought that was a really bad idea. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's like, well, at the same time, the universe is going towards that anyways. It's how they measure things in science experiments. And I, I kind of thought, you know, it's not always bad. And at some point along the way, I adopted that as kind of a name and a mantra, for, especially for parties and events. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, If everyone's sitting around and just having a great conversation, wonderful, but if things start to slow down, I really want to inject a little chaos into the situation, and hopefully for the better.
0: It. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to do a show, and it was called Organized Chaos. So, you know, it, uh, it, 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 it all kind of works together. That's probably why I felt I had a connection when I first <laughs> <laughs> Okay, positive entropy. Welcome. This is great. So, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I came in, and I'm a little disappointed here. I came in for a nitro cold brew coffee. Understand. I was ready. I mean, you know, on tap. We were going to get that nice head. I was going to go in and they said, we're out. Oh, just ruined my life. Not just my day, my entire life. I think it's recoverable, but uh, yeah, it may take true. several several other coffees to get there. Get some counseling. But, you know, nice. what, I, what I did get instead is a, uh, it's a honey cream latte, I think is what it's called. So they actually use half and half and honey, a little bit of honey. I actually asked for less sweet because I'm... I don't like super su- sugary drinks.
1: You just figure you're sweet enough already, right? Well, you know, yeah, you know.
0: And, and plus, you know, you don't want that blood sugar spiking because really you do not want the real Brian caffeinated and jacked on sugar or else this show will, will uh, well, I mean, it already goes to 11, but you know, it, will, it would be a bad thing. It would be a bad 11? Well, It would be like 15 or I don't even really know what happens after that. You know, the guy, you've seen uh, Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know when the guy like explodes on his drum seat? Yeah. Sort of like that. Flash well, of green light, really bad.
1: We'll avoid that just for for cleanup
0: here at uh, at the coffee shops. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's expense. True. Speaking of uh, green, it's St. Patrick's Day. It is St. Patrick's oh my Day. Gosh! So now this is cool because you know we'd like to celebrate. I, I like. I'm, I'm excited to actually have a show that falls on something we can celebrate because usually it's like, oh yeah, Merry Christmas, you know, in five days or whatever. But here it's actually today. So you're wearing green. I am. <laughs> let me ask you this have you ever you ever done that you know where you just you forget you go you you don't wear green
1: there's there's not as much of a hype around it and i have yeah i've definitely forgotten
0: okay did you get like pinched or kicked or punched or anything like that
1: all the time well some not always for that specific reason but definitely in in junior high yeah Yeah. And, and that just seemed like more justification i was
0: you know people don't do that anymore i i you know i think in high school and junior high and all that college all that i think you know people would pinch you they'd mess around with you but nowadays you know you walk down the street you're not wearing green people just kind of ignore you which is sad you know i wonder if we should scream like i'm wearing red it's saint patrick's day and just see what anybody does you know if anybody's like oh i better stay away from that guy or you know i should go up and pinch him or i don't know
1: sometimes i've noticed in the last few years where i've seen it the other way that people don't necessarily go with the negative enforcement but they're really excited if you are wearing green today
0: Ah, that's true that's true.
1: And maybe it's just a shift. Maybe it's people growing up because I'm no longer in junior high school. Yeah,
0: that's true. I, now, you've got some background, though, with St. Patrick's Day.
1: A, a little bit. I wouldn't say a lot of experience with St. Patrick's Day, but I've, well, I lived in Japan for several years, and one of my best friends there was Irish. Interesting. I, so.
0: That's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. It opens up a whole can of worms. But anyways.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. So he was Irish living in Japan. Were you guys kind of doing the same thing? Well, I had previously
1: been an English teacher with the JET program, which is Japan Exchange and Teaching. And I did that for a year. Okay. And I was in a small hamlet. I wouldn't even say a town. I was also the only foreigner in town. We didn't even have a real bar that was consistently open uh, when I was a teacher. It was was a fantastic experience. Sure. It was great for my language skills. Um, I'd studied Japanese beforehand, but... Which is good, because you actually went out there prepared, right? I... Well, I did it in university, and I did the first two years of university, that was my worst class. It hurt my grade point average. Mm. I, it made me miserable a lot of the time. Um, but after you know a year and a half, they said, "Hey, if you complete two years, you can go and study in Japan. Sure. And I said, that sounds like a whole lot of fun, so oh, yeah,
0: I mean, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, so I went and did that for a year, and that definitely helped with my language skills, uh, intensive study every day. Oh, yeah. I was just exhausted with Japanese. I'd come home. I didn't want to speak it anymore. And I was living with a homestay family. So my four-year-old host sister would come up and just be like, Asobo. was just like, let's play. Yeah, And nice. she's like, I don't speak English. I don't care. Let's play games. And so that was where I got a lot of my language skills. And so I spoke like a four-year-old girl for quite a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you do the, uh, the, you know, the pitch and everything too?
1: Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I, sometimes I would get just a little bit of that. And also, all of my teachers were women. Yeah. And you know, Japanese kind of... You can identify your gender by the way you speak and by the way your language is.
0: Interesting. So I think I had really?
1: some slightly feminine habits. I didn't know that. I knew Interesting. They, they weren't really strong feminine habits, but I had some feminine habits for how well, I was. If speak. you're learning
0: from a four-year-old girl and how to speak Japanese, I mean, what else do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I spoke like a child and I spoke like a woman, which was fantastic. I <laughs> got the. <Aikato. laughs> <laughs> it got me a lot of respect later when I could play with the two and yeah, I could switch yeah. back and forth. And That's I do remember. My girlfriend, I was dating a Japanese girl during study abroad and she mentioned to me at one point, she's like, you got to change the way you're using this word. The first person singular, when you start studying Japanese, it's watashi and everything's watashi, but that's generally what women Uh, use. So what's watashi mean? It just means I. Oh, okay.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know some very rudimentary Japanese and it's, I, I only learned like literally a handful of words and that's about it or phrases. Well,
1: and that's where you start, and that's also where you are when you're very formal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: but as guys, you can use boku or ore, and ore is very rough, guttural. And, sure. And if you get in that habit and use it in a formal situation, everyone looks at you, and you, so your teachers tell you not to get in that habit. Yeah. Uh, but then dating a Japanese girl, she's like, I want you to be more rough. manly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more manly, that's much better. Yeah. Sorry. I think it's... <laughs> That's incredible. Seven years in Japan. Seven years. That's amazing. You know, I actually had a teacher in high school who spent seven years in Japan. He taught, he came back, and he actually taught an Asian studies class. And I think it was my senior year of high school. And I remember, you know, I just needed an extra elective. And and I saw Asian studies, and I thought, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. You know? And I went in, and I realized this guy actually has got some serious experience because he brought back everything that he did. And it was so much fun. I was watching Highlander at the time. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. 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 And there was the episode called The Samurai. And do you know exactly what I'm talking about?
1: I'm not sure if I remember the exact one, but I remember a lot of the the influences in that show.
0: It's the one where he actually gets his sword. Okay. So he's in Japan, and it's in like the I don't know the 1600s, I want to say, or something. You know, Duncan McLeod, He's a you know he's an immortal, right? But he went there and basically became a samurai. And I, I don't remember the story. It's been so long now, but it was something about saving this guy's. I think it was his honor, because you know it wasn't about saving his life as much as his honor. But he was bequeathed. And- his sword, his sword his from katana, that katana, yeah. which, yeah, oh, such a great sword <laughs> is iconic to Highlander. I want a katana so badly. I've always wanted one. It's kind of a passion, you know. I think it's because of Highlander, you know. It was this whole katana sword thing, and you know with the ornates, but not one of those little cheap, you know, stainless steel one. I'm talking about one that actually you can use like, on a tree, like not a person. You,
1: you could go through a you know a tree limb the size of your arm, sure, type or, of,
0: or a trunk, or a tr- some of those you can. I think some of those, yeah, yeah. Trunk might be pretty hard. Depends on the tree. Yeah, that's true. I know. Well, so correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. they used to test the strength of swords and they'd line up prisoners and they'd see how many they could get through in one slice, pretty much. Yeah, Is that's that correct.
1: I, I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'd say these days they do it, they mimic it as best they can. They mimic a limb with a piece of bamboo and yeah. they wrap it in grass mats. And Interesting. Some of my, uh, my old customers and friends in Japan I catch on Instagram, some of them practice Yaido, which is the drawing of the sword. and they'll, Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. everything's, it's, you know, definitely a Japanese style, you know, slow down, concentrate. Yep. And it's, you draw the sword and it's usually one to maybe four cuts that they're practicing, put the sword away and they just practice that over and over again. Yeah. But as they get better, they actually get a real sword and then they go and practice it on the bamboo wrapped in grass mats. I love that. And so I see them on Instagram all the time going, and it's like, very peaceful country, very peaceful people. (laughs) (laughs) And they're practicing on something that replicates cutting off a limb. And, you know, they're really cool videos. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, I saw a video once where somebody shot a gun and the guy sliced the bullet in half. And, of course, there was a lot of speculation that's fake, that's not real, but I want to know, is that possible? Do you know, from your experience in Japan, can somebody actually do that?
1: I don't think someone could actually do that and survive. I think the bullet would still hit them in some way.
0: I'm not sure he was actually trying to get hit. I think it was hmm. more if he they were shooting at a target and he was standing on the side to just slice it. I don't think he was actually trying to avoid it. I
1: haven't seen that. One. I mean, maybe I mean, sure, there's someone who's that fast, and if you give them sure. enough, if you give them enough tries,
0: okay. But no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just I, I saw the video, and they actually show it in slow motion, and you see them slice the ball you're Going, is that real? They, I remember there was a you know, Japan,
1: Japan has tons of you know, is that possible or what are yeah. the world's best TV shows? And one of them was on the strength of a katana. Ooh. And so they just set out a katana, yeah. and they didn't. It wasn't someone holding it. They just set it down range and shot it with a gun. Interesting. And they did it multiple times yeah. until they ruined the katana, but it, the bullets were splitting in half on it every time they went through oh. it. And I think it, it took it took a machine gun and like five shots in a row to actually destroy a katana. Interesting. And it was a tragedy to destroy such an old and beautiful sword. Oh, yeah. But for yeah. science, they did
0: it. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I had a friend in high school who had a, uh, his, I think it was his grandfather in World War II had picked up an old... I don't even remember, you know, what, what it was because it was before the katana. It was before they even made katanas, so it was from I don't know what era, what year it was from. Um, but you know, it was just lying there. He picked it up, brought it home, but he took it to you know some swordsmith, sword master to find out, and the and the guy pretty much said this is priceless, like it's oh. worth more than anything, and like and if you could give it back to the family in Japan, if you could find out who the family was, wow. I don't know whatever happened to that sword though. I don't talk to that guy anymore. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> These stories that you need to follow up on. I know. <laughs> I need to be like, whatever happened to that sword? <sighs> but, it's, you know, we were talking about St. Patrick's Day and Saint Patrick's Day. Japan I, and katanas. I mean, that, you know, that's all about St. Patrick's Day. I,
1: yeah, I, katanas are a big part of St. Patrick's yeah, Day and seeing exactly. green.
0: Um. <laughs> it, it was a huge thing. I know, uh, you know, St. Patrick carried a katana. But tell me. And that's how he got the snakes out of Ireland. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm sure huh. of it. That or a staff, one of the two okay,
0: well, that's, either way, he carried both he carried both i we just so you, you had a friend, an in Irish Japan friend who was who's from Ireland, yes, and that's how you learned a little bit about St Patrick's Day and some of these nuances
1: well the the biggest nuance that that came up was St Patrick's Day is not big in Japan,
0: well, I'm sure big. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's stating the obvious, but the foreigner community, everyone kind of celebrates everyone's holidays. Yeah. So the Aussies and the Kiwis and the Canadians, everyone gets together and, you know, whatever the holiday is, you celebrate it. And so coming up on St. Patrick's Day, all the Americans are saying St. Patty's Day, and they're saying it as a D. And you can watch the Irish actually cringe when they hear that. Oh, <laughs> with the D? With the D. It's not a D. They it's don't not, like it's, that. No, it's St. Patty's Day. And mm. linguistically, it's lazy, to, well, sure. to say it with a d but yeah. you know and they, and they just look at all the american habits and they and the american habits brought to japan the bars with the green beer and people just getting slammed and you know it was like well it's an excuse to party and that's really what they took it as and yeah. oftentimes i'd say that's what
0: we take it as here well think uh, okay <laughs> think about what we've done as an american language we've made so many words very lazy but i mean people do that with dialects you know like aluminum well, there's no I, but it's aluminum, right? Whatever. But, you know, people say Caribbean. It's Caribbean. You know, if you actually go to the islands, that's what they say. And you think of so many of the Spanish words that have just been thrown out. So, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get it. Well, and in Ireland,
1: it's, it's an excuse to have proper food and, well, this is my understanding and I may be completely wrong, but proper food and definitely to be celebrated and more of time to spend with family.
0: Sure. Not the... Drunken revelry that we're looking at here, which is yeah, I think it's you know it's like between that and Mardi Gras. Well, I guess Mardi Gras is a little different, but I'm just thinking of like you know it's an excuse to party. But I mean, there's so much to celebrate with St. Patrick's Day. I think it's really amazing. I celebrate with you know a loaf of Guinness and Gouda bread, or Irish soda bread, or corned beef and cabbage. Oh. Yeah, I I had my That's first my thing.
1: I had my first real bacon and cabbage last summer. Oh, properly in. Um, Oh, I want to say it was Killaloo, Ireland. Nice. And actually, I, you know, I had had soda bread before. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't called soda bread when I was there. It was just brown bread, proper brown <laughs> bread. <laughs>
0: yeah. But so, wait, what, what is it though? Because I know with like soda bread here, it's, there are some, you know, uniquenesses. I think they have like, uh, what, raisins or something in them. And then they have usually some sugar coating it. And it depends, right? There's some different types of, of well, Irish you, soda bread that I've had. But yeah, what's the could, traditional?
1: Well, for me, I, I found it more traditional to have just proper brown bread rather than soda bread, which still has soda as the kind of rising agent in it, but it still doesn't rise much. It's just really dense, heavy brown bread with basically every grain you can imagine, every grain in your kitchen in it. Yeah. And that with, you know, just a bit of butter and your tea is... Nice. So really,
0: they're doing tea out there. They're not even really having this drunken
1: revelry that we have here in the States. Well, you know, in the evening, you probably have a couple pints. (laughs) I but, was going to say, it's Ireland, but okay. But having a couple pints in the evening or in the late afternoon or any time yeah. after maybe 11 o'clock is, is pretty standard. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't see that as anything that
0: special about St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Patties. Patties Day. Patties. Can't say Patties. I, say Patties, you're going to get the paddle. I, I'm still much.
1: fighting myself on that when I say it wrong.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I don't even say it. I just say St. Patrick's. I, because I don't know. But now I know. So I can say Patties. I like that. Peas Day. They hate that, right? St. P's? I'm sure they would. I, didn't, I haven't <laughs> checked that one. Well, you know, it's like people do, oh, man, I'm not going to go there. But yeah, yeah, Colorado Springs. Um, now, I went to high school there, but, you know, they'll call it the Springs down there, but a lot of people call it Sea Springs, and you're like, no, no, uh, no, <laughs> foreigner. <laughs>
1: I, I, have, I have been guilty of that. Well, I know. I mean, a lot
0: of people are because that's what they, it's just what goes around. But Okay, so there you go. So corn, beef, and cabbage, is that a pretty standard dish out there? I,
1: it is standard and surprisingly delicious i yeah. oh yeah I, something about simple ingredients made right yeah and there's that and there's guinness and i'd say that's that and brown bread and then the proper irish fry up which you know, which is a breakfast i'd say those are in my mind that encompasses most of maybe cuisine is not the right word but irish cooking yeah that's awesome
0: well we did a uh all natural, you know, we try to get kind of the grass-fed kind of meats and all that, but we got one from Trader Joe's, corned beef, and I think it's all I think it's all natural. like It doesn't have all the preservatives and junk in it that they put in that stuff that you get from, you know, the cheap stuff, Yeah, and then we spice it mm-hmm. with our stuff, and then we did, uh, you know, the cabbage and the carrots and the potatoes, and super simple, but man, that's a treat. I do that once a year. That's it. I wish I had it more. <laughs> that's so good.
1: Uh, Sometimes... St. Patty's Day is just a reminder that you should sit down and have good food I think
0: oh yeah
1: well and I like that it's a I'd say a non-obligational holiday yeah but those are my favorite St. Patty's Day 4th of July non-obligational
0: holidays interesting you know that's that brings up a great point but you know we, we we could chat about that, but you know, that's something I said about uh, Christmas years ago. I got to the point where I was like, I want Christmas to be a celebration. I don't want it to be an obligation because when it becomes an obligation, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I got I to gotta shop and I got to spend money and I got to get presents and I got to spend it all on the, you know. And then there's you so much stress. And yeah. It's,
1: yeah. Because there's people feel obligated to do something about it. Yeah.
0: We have started to say no presents or less presents and just celebrate experiences. You know, like Sarah and I will do a ton of music around Christmas. You know, because there's all kinds of music going on. People are performing everywhere, and it's like we'll just go and we'll do music and we'll celebrate and we'll go light tours and drink eggnog or whatever. You know, and it's less about the presents and more about the experience, which is why I think spending money on experiences makes more sense than spending money on things.
1: I I agree completely. Yeah. And it's, well, and then St. Patty's Day is go spend some time with some friends at the bar. Well, maybe American style, spend some time with the friends at the bar. <laughs> And yeah. maybe regret it a little bit the next morning, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. See, see and, I, and everybody knows I don't drink, so I, I, I don't go to the bars, but, you know, don't spend time with friends. I like so, that. Well, it could be, Eat food. You can have tea. I One yeah, of my yeah. best Irish friends does not drink
1: at all, Yeah, which, you know, some people find antithetical to being Irish. Well, yeah. yeah. But
0: he's such a tea connoisseur that he makes up for it completely. See, and I am uh, probably primarily Irish, although I've got some, you know, other stuff, but, you know, mostly Irish. So it's it's fun, but yeah, you know, I'm an Irish, I don't drink, whatever.
1: (laughs) Well, and, you know, St. Patty's Day, the big thing, everybody's Irish, right? Oh, yeah. All inclusive. Oh, yeah.
0: Even if you're from Japan.
1: Yeah, you're Irish. If you're from Japan. Yeah. (laughs) He looks Irish, too, so it's great.
0: (laughs) So, you know, our Irish music today, by the way, some classics. Now, I don't know if this is a, this is not a traditional, but I have to say it's a classic because one, it's John Williams, who's, you know, classic, but far and away. Which was a fantastic movie from the 90s. Uh, early 90s. Such a good film. Yeah, and County Galway, you know, that was the opening theme, but it's <sighs> so epic. Uh, love it. And then, of course, uh, now this was a traditional, Toss the Feathers, but this rendition by The Coors. Do you
1: remember them? I don't specifically. I'm sure I'm going to recognize it as soon as you turn it on here.
0: Yeah, well, so no, they had a, um, they had a, a uh, what was it, uh, kind of a brief stint in the 90s, same kind of thing, but they were an Irish family. And they came out and they did a ton of Irish music and, you know, they were really popular for their first album was like very Irish influenced. You know, they had the fiddle and they had, uh, I don't even know what all the instruments they had with them actually, but it was really, really cool. And then the next album was more pop and it was kind of like, Oh, you lost your flair. And then they kind of faded away. I don't even know if they're doing it. I mean, that was, that was a long time ago, but I just remember, you know, getting that album and you're going, Whoa, this is so cool. It's so different, but it was like, Kind of a modern version of Irish music, you know. They wrote their own, but they also did traditionals, and then they did some rock with it. It was cool.
1: I, yeah, I Pretty get a kick talented. out of a lot of the, a lot of that. Yeah,
0: it's worth it. You know, I like talking about music here, and uh, so speaking of cultural stuff, why not throw throw some Spanish in it? I mean, you know, we got to have a Spanish version of something. Are, are you a Fast and Furious movie fan?
1: Some of them. I haven't seen all of them. I did just see the preview for. Was it? The seventh one? Eighth. Eighth one? Fate of the Furious. I was going to say, I'm behind the
0: times. Yeah. comes out in April. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) It's like the ultimate stupid turn your brain off, you know. You know, okay, well, I'll take that back. So the very first movie actually had some interesting story to it, but it was kind of cheesy. Second one was pure action, really no story, but it was dumb, right? Mm -hmm. The third one was interesting because it took place in Japan. Which I liked. I, I did enjoy that.
1: and yeah. it, And some of the Japanese cultural stuff is a little hokey, I want to say. but Of course. Yeah. But so many of the cultural things even in the U.S. were hokey. So no oh, matter yeah. where they are in the world. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but one thing I liked, and then, you know, when they came up with the fourth one, which I thought had a great story, but it was kind of depressing. Um, they went four, five, six. And then at the end of six is where the third one sort of takes place. So I thought that was interesting that they went like, oh, it's, you know, story-wise, it's one, two, four, five, six, then three, and then seven and eight. And I thought, eh, it's creative, it's nice. And they finally picked up a story. A lot of action, of course. But, you know, one thing, I, I love the music they pull out of this stuff. You know, they've got this crazy song by uh, Pitbull and Jay Malvin and Cam... I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Camila Cabello. Could be wrong. Could be like Camilla Cabello. I could be. I, I just I, Or it could just be camel i have no idea but anyway it's hilarious and i'm like cranking this up and it's all in spanish and people look at me but see i'm weird because i'll listen to like some pretty hardcore gangsta style you know southern crunk rap
1: which is not what i think of when i first met you when i look at you on the street for white guy
0: i just not yeah i got this stuff and people are like what i actually got to interview one of the guys that I listened to. Peddy, he actually writes a lot of beats for people, but he did some stuff. But he's got that deep, gravelly, you know, rap voice, and, and I was like, "Man, I love your music." I'm always cranking it in the car, and he's like, "Really? <laughs> it's like I know." Good times. Sometimes you got to break out of your category. That's oh, yeah. just, oh yeah. See, this is so funny. I, I have people come to me all the time, and this was something, you know, because we got a chance to connect over at Happy Lucky's, which was, you know, good timing for uh, the interview with George. But also, we were part of uh, a startup week they had here for entrepreneurs, business people. And uh, it was so funny because I I get that question. What's your podcast about? And I'm terrible with an elevator pitch. Terrible. I think you need... Well, it may change
1: you. I've listened to a couple of your shows since I've met you. And I want to say the the elevator pitch may change
0: week to week. I I know. (laughs) And when somebody says, oh, uh, you know, well, I used to do a podcast on podcasting. And then I did a podcast on the TV show Arrow. It's very, very clear but you know here i am talking about katanas irish japanese you know spanish music you know crunk rap it's like people are like Dude, I, I can't get you exactly like i have too many interests i'm all over the place it's it's i don't know how to explain
1: it you're here to inject a little bit of chaos and variety into people lives. Go. yeah it's- oh that, that's it <laughs>
0: what's your podcast about chaos that's it's just chaotic <laughs> definitely
1: fridays are
0: <laughs> no that's the whole point though <laughs> did you ever listen to morning shows on the radio
1: some, not many. I I would say, yeah, occasional.
0: I think I was growing up at the uh, the tail end of when the morning shows were still kind of there. They weren't in their heyday. They were already done. But, I mean, when I was a young kid, I remember hearing, I don't think it was live. It might have been, but I remember hearing recordings of, like, Wolfman Jack. You know, and he his heyday, of course, was, what, 70s or something like that, 60s, 70s. Yeah. Somewhere in there, maybe the 80s. So, yeah, because I think he died in the 90s, so I think I probably heard recordings. But still, I remember going, this is awesome. I want to be a morning show DJ. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) And then we had some guys, you know, in Phoenix that were awesome, you know, and they did stuff all the way up in the early 2000s. And then corporations took over and the days of the morning shows ended and podcasts started and that's why we're here. But, you know, I, I don't listen to the radio anymore. And I remember, you know, when you'd listen to a morning show, you'd hear about the most random stuff ever, but it was always entertaining. It was always fun. And you connected with the people, with the hosts. And I thought, I, I want to do that again. So that's kind of what mornings are all about is, or Fridays, sorry, Fridays, Mor- mornings or Friday, whatever. I definitely see that as we talk about people getting more
1: specific news through specific channels, they're losing that variety in their lives. I know I'm losing that variety in my life unless I seek it out, you know if I'm going to the same news feeds and especially when you can customize your news you go to the Guardian the yeah. BBC and you say I want to choose these stories I only want things about European politics and European football yeah. and that's it Yeah. Um, and you can tailor your news you tailor your Facebook feed and then you don't see anything outside of it and you it just closes down your world you need things to open it up again yeah
0: well and I think it depends on personalities you know I, it's interesting you know you look back at I was watching I don't even know something well I think it was even uh Stranger Things was something I was watching, you know, cause they do a great tribute to the eighties, but they were kind of showcasing, you know, the idea of broad topics, broad shows, you know, they didn't have much niches back then. That's the thing. You know, you look at today, it's like we're, we live in an era of niches. And I think it's interesting because there is a personality that loves niching. There's definitely, you know, like there's, there's people who say I have these two or three interests and I, I go full board into that and that's great and it works out really well but then you've got the people you know that like me for example and obviously like you know really "Ah, you know we got 50 interests and we like to hang out and have a great time and you know like you said open up broaden your mind free your mind
1: i I, I need to focus it on occasion to come out with an actual project and do something but yeah focus is good but it's the other influences that allow me to be creative
0: yeah well i think it's fascinating you know you've done you i mean you lived in japan for seven years you know japanese fluently you work in you know Tea. Yeah, I you work, work in tea part time. Wine. I worked in wine. You were a male model. Yes. Okay. You got to talk about the 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 tea wine and the male modeling here. Let's oh. just start there. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Please don't punch me. But I got to be honest. The only the only experience I have with male modeling is Zoolander, which I embraced more after being a male model. Good. Wholeheartedly,
1: so that, I think Derek Zoolander, in a lot of ways, um, is your role model.
0: Uh, one of my role models. No pun intended. I totally really. That's amazing. Yeah, So, you know, or Hansel. I mean, well, I, I don't know, man. Hansel. I, I've got a lot of things that I really like about Hansel. Yeah, just,
1: yeah, I understand that. And maybe it's just because I'm also blonde. That's true. There's an empathy thing there.
0: I have to be honest, though. Did not like the second one. Could not get through that movie. I First one's classic.
1: First one, I resisted until I, you know, like everyone said, oh, you should see this, you should see this. And I, I resisted for so long. And then I saw it and loved it. Because there was stupid and oh, also yeah. complex comedy at the same time. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. But so, yeah. is it anything like that, or is that completely exaggerated?
1: Well, I mean, it's completely exaggerated, but parts of it are still accurate. Um, Interesting. Have you seen Lost in Translation? No, no. I haven't. I know of it, though. Okay. Well... That was Bill Murray, right? That was Bill Murray. Yeah. And also, fantastic. So, I'm going to spoil one of the scenes for you. I just have to tell That's you all fine. about it. Just it's, throw the whole movie away. I've, Darth Vader is Luke's father. I
0: titanic actually sank dang it <sighs> no go ahead go ahead. okay
1: so that's been <laughs> spoiled good in, in case you ever have me on the show again we'll we can talk about this in more depth you'll just have okay. to watch the film Sounds good but there's a scene in the film where he's advertising for a whiskey company and they give him a, a whole bunch of instructions in japanese and it's like like six or seven different things that the person says and then the the translator says turn more left and that's it. And it's like seven sentences come down to that. And in Japanese, that's actually what happens. Yeah. What but if I guess, you can't
0: turn to the left? Like you can only turn to the right.
1: Then they'll just, you know, at that point, they just mirror image the video and or picture that they're shooting.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Oh, okay. oh. These days, Photoshop takes that's care of true. so much. That's true.
0: I Singers, autotune, them, you know, you're all set. Now I, interesting.
1: I got into the male modeling thing in Japan or just modeling in general. I would say I'm not tall enough to be a model here in the U.S. Yeah. I, you know, that's true. Models are pretty tall, aren't they? I, I'm going to say, you know, I fully admit I'm good looking. Good looking and uh, <laughs> <laughs> confidence, man. Confidence. Yeah. I'm good looking, not humble. Have a bright, shiny ego, <laughs> almost blinding. Don't give me any more compliments. Um, but uh, yeah, in Japan, I, I was definitely tall enough. I used to think that I was a short person. Then I went to Japan, and I was actually a tall person there, oh, which yeah. was great. Yeah. But oftentimes, they really just needed a foreigner, and I was in Kansai, which doesn't have as many foreigners. So I'd show up to an audition and you would expect that you'd end up with, you know, five to seven blonde guys, all, you know, five six to five ten, blonde hair, blue eyes. And that was not the case. They would just say, We needed a foreigner and we want a male. Yeah. Like that's that's sometimes that was all they knew. So I'd show Interesting. up. And, you know, the two or three other blonde guys from the modeling company I was in, you know, they would all, they would show up as well. But sometimes there'd be guys in their 50s and, you know, bald and 300 pounds. <laughs> and it's like, What do you guys want? And they're like, we have no idea what image we want, but we want to t- t- tailor this to foreigners. <laughs>
0: all I could think of is Chippendales and Chris Farley. I, <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. I just, Chris, you're a great dancer, but, uh, you know, Patrick over there just, he's, he's over- uh- looking for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was weird, and sometimes they would. Um, actually, a lot of the jobs that I got were just they have what are called variety shows in Japan, and they're yes. they panel variety shows. Yeah, it's six to fifteen people, you know, experiencing something together and putting comments with it. Gotcha. So they may get stuff, stuff from a local bakery or something, and
0: so this is this is a Japanese variety show. Is essentially what the Friday. Superhero Fridays are here. Yeah, it's it's kind of close. Really, I mean, especially if
1: we like, if we took the time to taste something new, or I'm tasting something new. You were tasting.
0: I think you've had that drink before. Yeah. I've never had this drink. No, oh. no, the honey uh, honey cream latte. I've never had this. Oh, so how is the honey cream latte? It's good. Yeah. I, again, I don't I don't like a lot of sugar in my coffee because it leaves that aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But it's not too sweet, and you can really taste the honey. I, I like it, but I like cream more than milk, because I okay. believe based on the research that your body processes it better because it's more fat. So you don't get that glycemic index rise? But that's me. That's what I, I've learned. But hey, all right. Random thought. Keep random going. thought. So Keep going back to male modeling. <laughs> male modeling. You so want to look good for male modeling, so that's why I read this stuff up. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about going into male modeling. I think we... Yeah, I'm totally kidding, though.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
1: have it. I didn't think I had it, but there was a need. So, yeah. But the big thing yeah. is oftentimes they do dramatizations of history. Interesting. The same way we see dramatizations, and it's like, hey, this is you know someone... Yeah. There's a voiceover, and you know Christopher Columbus is looking at his map, or Galileo yeah. is looking at his telescope, and they just pulled me into those. And they're like, "This week you're an Italian assassin, and next week you're I a German it. scientist, and we're going to take double-sided tape and stick a mustache to your face, and take you to the equivalent of a like off-brand Disney World and film at the European-looking houses." And I do all sorts of random things like that, and then I'd get texts and emails from people who knew me, like, "You didn't tell us you were going to be on TV." <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, I didn't really know. I figured that out two days beforehand, and they
0: just spliced me in. That's awesome. Well, cool. So you've done that. You're now a celebrity in Japan.
1: I, I would not say celebrity, but, uh, you know. People know who you are, though. You can you can find videos of me if you really, really know where to look. That's
0: funny. And Hidden in the archives. Someplace. All right, yeah. yeah. So now, okay, I have to bring this up, because actually I was thinking about, well, this is a little bit different of a story here, but... Um, I was talking a little bit about attitude, but this week I talked about confidence versus fear because, I mean, oh my gosh, who doesn't have issues of fear in their life or hasn't at some point, you know? Talking about confidence, but I, I liked what you brought up about, you know, you don't have any humility, you know, you're just this bright, shiny ego, and I think it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I will tell you that as an entrepreneur, as a podcaster, as a male model, anybody who is somewhat in the spotlight or has to take on the responsibility themselves versus like you work for a company. You have to have a ridiculous amount of confidence, even almost to the point of cockiness, although I will not, you know, uh, I I don't endorse cockiness at all. I'm just saying like you have to be to that that ceiling of like your confidence is so high that it's just exploding all over or else you're going to fail. You just can't make it otherwise, right? You have to have that
1: confidence. Oftentimes, especially when you're talking about selling an idea and you're selling yeah. something that doesn't exist yet yeah. uh, especially talking with people during startup week you have to have the confidence oh in your gosh. product and yourself to get people to believe in something that you obviously haven't made and just yeah. say yeah. yeah you can make this yeah I actually I'm working with a startup now that, that is doing that I help on that front I yeah. you know, have to have my conviction in the product and understanding that we can make it yeah. you know? and we have a working prototype so that's a big
0: big step yeah well, that's just great but you're right. I mean, I think it's interesting kind of the every successful entrepreneur, performer, whatever, you know, that I've ever met has such a high level of confidence. To the point where people are like, that guy's a, you know, he's an ego cocky, you know what, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it, it looks like it because in comparison, you know, other people who don't have to perform or sell your idea, like you're talking about, there's no need for it. So they worry about stuff. I'm not saying everybody does, but you know what I mean? Well, I might have to, oh, well, you know, I didn't get a parking spot. Oh, well, you know. I was thinking a lot about attitude because, um, man, you know, there's been, it's interesting when little circumstances sort of kind of rule you. You know what I mean? I. Mean, I and so then they are like, well, I didn't get a great parking spot. Or, well, you know, I didn't get my nitro cold brew today. So, blah, blah, blah. Even though I was kind of joking about the mm-hmm. it ruining my life, which, of course, it's not. But I was thinking about, Gosh, I don't remember what day it was, but I was thinking about this, you know, this week, and I'm going, okay, I'm doing something, and all of a sudden I allow, you know, this little thing or this little circumstance to kind of change my viewpoint, and I'm going, you know, no, I'm not going to do that because I I have to consistently remain positive. When bad things happen, I have to consistently push forward, be positive, because it does eventually change your mindset to the point where you just become that person. You know, you believe it even in the midst of a negative situation. You're like, oh well. Life's a game. Life's short. Let's have fun, you know? Well, it's, I didn't used to have this much
1: pride in myself. Yeah. I didn't, didn't have the, used to have this much confidence, especially as a little kid. Yeah. I, I thought I was short, dumb, and ugly. But mm. uh, And now I'm a, you know, a former male model, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still short. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I understand. You know, it's funny. I, um, I, when I was young, too, I didn't have that kind of confidence either because, you know, I, I, of course, had glasses and braces at the same time, so immediately you get made fun of. But then, you know, moving into like getting contacts and moving on. And then I started radio, but I started to have a really good level of confidence for many years, you know, after college had some success. Of course that boosts your confidence, but then, then you start to believe you're invincible and then you make mistakes and you're stupid. And then, you know, you get put in your place kind of thing, right? Pride goes before the fall kind of thing. Absolutely. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, and I've had to spend a lot of time building that back up, you know, and that's why I talked about it this week, You because know, just, I'm, I'm just i such a proponent for having confidence, having a great attitude. And um, nobody, I, I hate to say this, but unless it's like your inner circle, your family or your really close friends, nobody cares if you're having a bad day or you're dealing with crap. Absolutely. It's a sad fact. I don't agree with it. I think we should care. But the fact is, we don't. Well, and I don't know. So I'd say there are points where people
1: want to hear you complain, but only because they want... They want to one-up you. They oh, want to one-up you or they're already <laughs> complaining. You know, they want the, they want the company yeah. at their miserable level. Yeah. And they're going to empathize. And, you know, it's like, you know, they've lost that day and they want you to, to come down and feel like a loser with them. Yeah. And yeah. there, yeah. there are times for that, but, and maybe you, you
0: can help them by doing that, but, it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's a hard one too, because I mean, if you're legitimately having a tough day, then, you know, you do need support, right? You do need help. You do need somebody to kind of lift you up, grab your hand, you know, pull you off the ground kind of thing. And I think that's very important. But the sad reality is that, you know, unless they're really close to you, they they don't care because they don't want to go there, right? Everybody wants, I mean, I look at social media. It's all happy. Nobody wants to know if you're going through crap or not because they just want that dose of happiness, you know, surface happiness. And it's a sad thing. But I think in many ways, too, that it's also a reminder that I think we can program our brains to be a little bit more like let's just train ourselves to be more positive. Even when the negatives come, let's train ourselves to react to it more positively, you know, and not focus on the negative. And it's amazing. It works out. Well, I, I
1: want to say, I don't know, it's, maybe this is somewhat counter to that in some ways. But also when I see things on social media, sometimes people are only posting things that are positive, And sometimes they're setting an unrealistic expectation, oh yeah and that's, <laughs> oh yeah and you know i think we've we've lost a fair amount of that realism and just that yeah you know, acceptance of things that are you can enjoy that are just they're just good they're not great they're not amazing they're not the best and yeah accepting them as just good sometimes that makes them better
0: yeah i've had a real hard time honestly with social media because of that because i i like to be very real about stuff um but i've also found that there are certain people that can handle your realness, right? And those are the people, again, that goes back to your inner circle, right? Those are the people you can be real with and you can be as authentic as possible. If people, okay, so I used to do that podcast on podcasting and people would say, you know, Brian, how, how transparent should you be on your podcast? And I finally came up with an answer that I firmly believe in. You should be as transparent as is beneficial to the listener. If it doesn't benefit the listener or if they can't handle it, it doesn't benefit them, right? Right then you shouldn't say it. It's nobody else's business or maybe it's not a positive thing or maybe it doesn't, you know, edify them or whatever. Maybe it just isn't necessary. Just don't talk about it. Talk about something that builds up your listener that, you know, encourages them and that's the kind of stuff I used to come to. I'm like, I don't know where I came up with that but okay, let's go with it.
1: Well, and I'd say I like that even beyond podcasting, you general social interactions. If, you know, if I only know someone somewhat and, you know, I'm having a bad day, sometimes it's not worth me telling them how bad my day is. Yeah,
0: It's yeah. definitely
1: worth me telling them how good my day is if it's going to lift them up though. That's true. And you know what too? You'll lift yourself up.
0: Because I, th- I thought about this, you know, there's some things that were going on recently and this is kind of what sparked this whole idea. I thought about some things going on and I, I, I was like, man, I just want to tell somebody about this. And then later I got to thinking, what is that going to do realistically? And I kind of, you know, imagined in my mind, it's going to bring their day down. It's going to, you know. Make me look like an idiot. it's gonna bring me down because I'm acknowledging stuff that and then I looked at it. really doesn't matter. It's really not that big of a deal. I've had you know traumas in my life that are a big deal. These things aren't. Ah, uh, okay, you know what? I just need to let it go and move on and focus on what is good right now. If you're in the middle of a trauma, you know, like a friend of ours, their baby, uh, had to have heart surgery, hole in the heart, right? That's a big deal. That's a trauma. That's a scenario that needs support. But it's not necessarily a negative, oh, I'm just gonna be pity me. It's like, no, this is a, this is a real issue. It's a serious thing. Let's come around and support. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm,
1: at the moment, I'm speechless, but it's <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do. I, well, I totally... <laughs> yeah, if we take turns finally silencing each other, I think we've done well,
0: but... Yeah, um, yeah I like that.
1: And I know it's as a podcast you can't see. I don't have as much radio experience. I'm just sitting here nodding while you do this. Yeah, that's yeah. The-
0: it's all right though. Having that nod is good. No, yeah, I just that's that's all. That's really all I wanted to say. It was just kind of a, a reminder to myself, but also, you know, it's an encouragement to others. Just, you know, focus on what is positive. Focus on things that are joyful. You know, try to be optimistic. And I know it's hard because I, I know some people who are like completely negative like that is their they thrive off negativity honestly like they're bored or they're depressed and they'll talk about something negative and they get all amped up and i thought man that's messed up um i used to be one of those guys someone you know you can find joy in in anything and some people find their joy in their misery yeah and that's kind of. but it's not joy it's well it, it's a it's a rise it's like a caffeinated rise yeah you know some
1: uh, some other kind of
0: excitement. Yeah. Finding joy. See, and that's the thing, like, where I've. A lot of people have said, you know, how come you haven't watched these certain TV shows? Because they're super negative. And I understand it's a very real story. You know, it's a powerful story. It's gripping. It's engaging, but it's too negative for me. So I don't want to watch it because I don't want to fill my brain with that. Um, That's why. Nothing against the shows. Just can't do it sometimes you just don't need that in your life yeah I'd say most times <laughs> <laughs> I like happy stuff uh, speaking of happy tv shows have you ever seen uh this is kind of a, a random show but it came onto Netflix recently called uh, video game high school I have no idea what that is I didn't know what I'd never heard of it before <laughs> and I was like what the heck is this because it was featured and I thought oh, I'm gonna check this out totally cheesy I mean, really cheesy, but I was like, this is hilarious. It's like this idea where it's in the future kind of thing. And, you know, instead of like a sports team, it's a video game team. And it's a school that teaches you how to play video games better. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) this is so dumb and it's amazing. Give it a couple of years and we'll probably have
1: one of those. That's Uh, school of choice. I want video game high school. Oh, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm there.
0: So, yeah, it's like a, a kind of a mix of community, obviously gaming. And if you guys have ever heard of or seen the regular show, that's a, it's an animated show, but it's not really a kid's show, but it's not like, like kids can watch it. It's not inappropriate, but mm-hmm. it's just, I think half the stuff would go over their heads, but it's super nerdy. Hmm. Really cool. Um,
1: you're upping my Netflix queue again. Well, I'm, I know it's it's, it's, it's
0: really cheesy though. You know, it's after I think they ran three seasons after I finish my, my, uh,
1: my Japanese series that I'm stuck on, I'll come back and <laughs> yeah, well, you I, know. Well, I've got a cheesy Japanese series I need to finish first. Then I can go to a cheesy video game U.S. series.
0: (laughs) It's really funny. I mean, they have cameos from like uh, Jeff Winger from Community was in it. He's the president. And then the main girl that's in it, Jenny, is uh, what's her name? Shelby, I think, on Quantico, the blonde in Quantico. I think that's her name, Shelby. That might be right. I mean, you know, some people you've probably never seen before, but then some that you have. and. I don't know if this is where they got their rise or not, but this mm. was before Quantico, for example. Um, do you find it weird sorry. when you go back and you see old movies and you catch the
1: the small bit parts or, yeah, for people that you know as famous now, yeah. but you catch their early career bit parts. Oh, yeah. Um, on occasion, you can find commercials of them as well. And yeah. it just, it's that shift when you see someone really young doing something completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know for me that was a monumental thing growing up knowing Johnny Depp knowing an older Johnny Depp and then finally seeing an addition like an episode of
0: 21 Jump Street. Yeah. I think that that changed my world. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. I, I remember I saw the new 21 Jump Street. I never watched the originals. I saw the new ones and I remember Johnny you know and the other guy she like did that cameo and I'm like what? I've just,
1: well if you go back and watch I've, I've only seen one or two episodes but it's yeah. it was a paradigm shift for me to yeah. like Almost didn't make sense at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I want to bring up something that uh, that actually about you inviting me on the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. this is an activity. And yeah. I actually personally have had a real kick recently with doing different activities with friends rather than there's so much of you can just, you know, everyone's like, oh, let's go to a bar and hang out. Let's go to a coffee shop and hang out. Yeah. And more than just hanging out, actually producing something or doing something. And I, I've gotten so much more of a kick out of doing that recently. And it's been, you know, definitely with friends. And I'm trying to kind of spin that into other parts of my life, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I recently, I had an idea for a, a series of YouTube videos and I was working on it. And, you know, a friend of mine had asked me, oh, you know, let's go to the bar for a drink. And I showed up and I had my notebook and I said, I want you to red team these ideas for me. And she looked at me and was like, "We, you want me to do what? I was like, why don't you tell me which of these you think would actually work and which ones you think are just, you know, terrible and I shouldn't waste my time on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't just us sitting at the bar, you know, talking about what we had done with our week. We were actually planning and kind of writing scripts for a, you know, a short video series in Japanese that I'd like to do. And I felt it was much more productive. And at the end of the evening, she, uh, she said to me, she said, thanks for, you know, for inviting me to do this and for including me in something like this. And I was like, yeah, just something productive. And I feel that this, you inviting me on the podcast is the same thing where, you know, I know this is what you do, but for me, this is just a really fun activity to do with a friend. And yeah, I, I'd, yeah. I'd love for more, more of my work life to feel like that.
0: You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up too. Cause I think this was, uh, years ago, you know, we would, we would do radio for fun. It was just this kind of random idea. You know, we'd, uh, I mean, it started off like in my bedroom as a, You know, as a kid, but then it turned into high school, college, all all those kind of radios, you know, that you get into. But it was the most fun thing because I'd invite people on and people like, oh, what do you mean? Go on a radio show. You know, why would you do that? And then they come over and they're going, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. But you make an event out of it, you know? You, you know, you do pizza, whatever, you know, just kind of have fun, have do food, do great time together and you just make it an evening or a day or whatever and you just do radio shows and you have a great time. And it ended up turning into the kind of this tradition where people would just get together and do that. That was kind of our event to get together uh, and I loved that. And nowadays I find that it's a little bit harder to find people to want to do activities together. I don't know why. I I, I think people are too busy a lot of times or or maybe, you know, well, we don't share that common interest or I don't know. But, you know, like, for example, going to CSU basketball games. We've asked so many people to join us and most of the time people are like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I can't, you know. It's stepping out and having an activity. Yeah, but I love that, you know, where you're not just hanging out necessarily. You're actually going and doing activities. Again, it's back to the experiences. I agree, man. I think that's incredible. So what are you doing, you know, besides being on The Real Brian Show, of course, what what, what are you doing otherwise that are... Well, I kind of mentioned earlier
1: that I'm working for a, a startup these days, which...
0: Yeah, which is cool.
1: Is cool. And it's, it's definitely in the early stages. It's actually... It's called Wave Solar. I don't know if okay. you... Just, I know. They had a small I, presence yeah. during startup week, but, you know... It's, it's a green startup in a lot of ways, um, using solar energy to produce electricity and heat your house and run your water heater all at once. And it's a big inclusive thing. And it was a project that I just kind of, I got sucked into because it was fun. Yeah. I met the, the founder of the company about a year ago. And at the time I had lost the job I was working at. Um, and I said, what are you doing? He said, well, we don't have any money, so we're not looking to hire anyone. And I, my response at the time was great. Yeah. I'm just looking for something to structure my time. But then I, I got into it and I, you know, I like what he's making. I, I like that. It's a, you know, revolutionary home steam engine to have electricity and replace all sorts of other parts of your house. Yeah. That's and cool. Environmentally sound. It's like, okay, I can't, you know, it's not at a point where it's a company and they can employ me, but while I'm doing other things and as long as I'm not, you know, completely in poverty, I, I would like to go spend time working with these guys. And, yeah, and maybe it turns into an actual job and, you know, and I think there's a good chance of that because it's a good product. But at the same time, it feels like I'm just going doing things with friends a lot of the time. Yeah, that's cool. Just show up. Okay, I've got two hours. I'm going to be productive. What can I do for the, you know, what can yeah. I do for this startup? How can I make this a reality?
0: I love it. That's cool, man. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's something like why I liked games because like I don't game by myself. I game with people. And so, you know, we've got like our, our Wednesday night game night. You know, they, they, we get together, we play Overwatch. We have a great time. And it's like, you know, but actually tonight, you know, we're going to go to uh, an escape room together Oh, we do those. Which one are you doing? Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, oh, well, I know it's,
1: it's too bad, but. I, I've, done, I've done a couple and I love them. Again, that's amazing. It's, it's an activity. It's yes. an experience. Go do yeah. it with people. And yeah, I, I went and did one. I did one in New York. Loved it. And then I I went and did one in Dublin um, with two of my Irish friends. Um, nice. We you know we crushed it. We had a fantastic oh, time. Yeah. There. Yeah. I did a uh, a zombie themed one in Chicago that I found kind of lack a little bit lackluster. It just sure. wasn't as cool. But you know, and then I've done two here in in Colorado that yeah. I
0: loved. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> you know what's what's so cool about them is that you know they're they're puzzles. You got to figure things out. So I, and what we have a really interesting group makeup because most of the guys that I game with are actually engineers. And so, you know, they're very analytical. They've got that kind of mind where they can figure those kind of things out. And then there's a couple of us who are kind of more along the creative side or more the observational side. And so, for example, I like to observe things. I oh, I noticed something that somebody hasn't noticed yet. Or I try to figure something out from that creative standpoint. And then they're solving, you know, super intense, you know, equations or problems or whatever the heck they're doing, you know, in their minds that I don't understand. But it creates such a great team. And we've usually finished our escape rooms pretty quickly because of that. Um, but it's a very balanced team, which I like, because I know a lot of people will go, they're all the same personality and they have a really hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can recommend something, find a, wow, a well-rounded group of people. A good group, yes. I yeah. Actually, I'm yeah, waiting for... A fun for group.
1: A good group, fun group, yeah. balanced... You do need somewhat of a team leader, someone sure. who can step up for that.
0: That's true. That's um, true.
1: But yeah, your creatives and your analyticals and your engineers. Yeah. If not, your engineers will all show up and they just want to brute force the lock by figuring out the combination. <laughs> <laughs> we have 10 minutes. We can do this. Just yeah. put in all the numbers.
0: Yeah, oh man. It's so much fun. So yeah, we're doing that. But I also wanted to do a shout out to Ed and um, and the basketball crew. I got invited. See, You know, I play basketball. I play Thursday nights usually with one group, but I got invited to play with another group on Tuesday. Um, Man, it was great. It was so much fun. And I'm like, see this? Again, activities. I just I I love it. I love being able to connect with people and do things together. That's why, you know, that's honestly why I invited you and why I invite other people onto the Superhero Friday episodes is because I want to have activities together and do something for fun. I I love it.
1: People need these adventures. This is a reminder and the show. When you finish here today. Go out, have an adventure, bring friends.
0: Totally. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's a great motto. Have an adventure. You know, make. I was, I was uh, you know, I'm always, always trying to learn how to grow the Real Brian Show, grow in business, grow, you know, all that stuff, right? And something that somebody said was, you know, write or create epic stuff. And I loved that. And I thought, you know, that's great advice. Um, and that's probably something that you know I've always attempted to do, but I've never really intentionally attempted to do. And then I realized, well, am I creating epic stuff here on The Real Brian Show? I mean, I'm always trying, but am I actually doing it? And then uh, the next part in there was if you want to create epic stuff, you have to live epic stuff. You have to live epic adventures and, and it's not to say, you know, I'm going to go skydiving and which would be fun actually, but you know what I mean? It's not like definitely fun. I suggest it. It's not like saying I'm going to go just crazy, you know, but it's to say that get out and experience the world, you know, go live life, live with people, do adventures, do activities together, you know, go from there. Not just like they said, you can't live life from behind a desk. And I thought, Oh man, (laughs) that's great advice. When I was in Japan, we used to have Adventure
1: Sunday. Um, yeah. And I would invite you know, as many people as I could get a hold of, but then I'd divide them into groups because small groups helped with the adventures. Two people, three people, great, you can interact with people. Yeah. Because I wanted them to interact with local people. Four people, especially if four foreigners in Japan, was slightly intimidating. Um, so I'd keep people in groups of two or three, and I'd give them a, a couple criteria and just a list of things to go find. And it was, you know, it almost looked like I was telling them to do a photo scavenger hunt. Yeah. But the rules were no convenience stores, no chain stores. And, you know, the, the ideas were if you went and you would find local restaurants or find local activities, whatever makes that town or region famous, and go do whatever that is. And bonus points if it's, you know, something that's named after the town. Nice. And I tell them, you know, like, go find someone and try and get them to take a, you know, to show you their garden. Yeah. And yeah. we did this, you know, even the first time people were coming back and they, they paid no attention to the, the fact that it looked like there were points on it when they started and they just went out and had an experience. They yeah. come back and they were picking towns that none of us had ever been to train stations. We'd never been to. And sometimes you can even do that in your own town. I yeah. Just, yeah. I love that. That's cool. Get out and get to that. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of getting out and doing activities, you know, one thing we like to do is the same kind of thing. We go to movie nights, mm-hmm. Tuesdays, you know, it's cheap nights, so we tried to get out, did go see Logan. I'm envious. Which was very good. You're an X-Men fan. I am a, I'm a huge X-Men fan. Okay, so, so it, it's worth seeing if you're an X-Men fan. Now, here's the interesting thing. First X-Men rated R. I mean, I know Deadpool was, but that's sort of, sort of X-Men, but sort of separate. But it was a, And I think because of the success of Deadpool, this is why it was, but um, it was interesting. I have to be completely honest. It was odd seeing Xavier. Professor X using the F word multiple times because he's never done that before. It just was like, I don't know. That just seemed a little off for me. So I get it. The rated R thing, like, but it just felt like they were trying to prove a point that bothered me. You know, with Deadpool, I, of course Deadpool well, it's, it, it's who he is. Right. But I know, I know even Logan's kind of like that. Yes. He so definitely I can and again, that's, that's being true to the comics, but Xavier, I was kind of like, that's kind of odd just didn't make a whole yeah, lot that, of sense, but whatever, right? That's, that's just my little tiny opinion on that well, one thing. It was, was just surprising. That sounds like it's
1: pushing it, but at the same time, just because I'm also a huge fan of Patrick Stewart. I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I, you know, I once flew all the way around the world to go see him in a play, but wow,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
1: I, he's a great guy. though. Yeah, but yeah. I think he's someone who I think can do anything. Um, sure. I saw him in waiting for Godot hmm. in London. I've, flew from Japan to London to yeah. see the play. Wow. And my transcendental experience, best play I've ever seen. Yeah. But also, you know, seeing him in anything, he's so good. Oh, he's so good.
0: So I think... Well, and I'll tell you, he did an incredible job. I think actually he... I mean, all the acting was good, to be mm. completely honest. Even the girl, I don't know how old she is, but she probably can't be more than like 10 or 11 years old in real life. She was incredible as an actress. Incredible. And I thought, man, that's gotta be hard to do at that age, you know? But Patrick Stewart, you know, playing somebody who's kind of going senile, kind of losing his mind, you know, and stuff like that, it was incredible. It it was like, that is very realistic and also very depressing. It's depressing to watch somebody with such a powerful mind lose a mind, you know, and it was depressing to watch the movie in many ways, but it was also a good way to end it and wrap it up. And um, so I think on one hand, I loved it a lot. And on the other hand, I knew it was coming and... I don't want to watch it again kind of thing because of that because of where it goes and what they do with it it's like it was so great to see once but it's not going to be a repeat movie for me
1: uh, it sounds like they they hit the right heartstrings there they did they, it,
0: exactly exactly in fact everybody walked out of there going wow
1: but I'm so sad you know what I mean well you've changed my plans for the weekend here just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I'm doing next <laughs> yeah
0: that's good it's worth seeing it is I may
1: have to fight the Saturday crowds down yeah. there uh, yeah or Sunday I don't know
0: yeah, it looks like it. Well, a couple other movies I do want to see coming up is uh, I've heard Kong is, is pretty good, and probably we're seeing Life looks interesting to me. Have you seen the previous for that one? No, I don't. It's where they're on a space station and they find a form of life, and I think it's kind of a suspense. Ooh, looks interesting. I, those can go. It's suspense, yes. If it's more horror, then I won't even go. I don't. Th- well, I won't either. I don't like horror. <laughs> I like suspense, but I'm not quite sure boast in the shell looks very interesting i know a little bit about the original story but i'm not you know i'm i'm not well versed in it but it looks interesting i've seen a couple of the
1: images for it and it looks yeah. like, it looked visually Stunning. very good yeah and it's one of the ones that i'm going to probably avoid previews if i can i, I, I want to go in just well, actually i like th- the previews but <laughs> i like the theaters where they have reserved seating now yeah and I specifically try and go in after the previews. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm that jerk who shows up and walks in front of you just before nice. the movie starts. Nice. Because I don't want to see the previews for the other ones.
0: With popcorn that's spilling onto people's laps. I don't actually eat
1: popcorn in the theater. Well, yeah. I, but if I did, I would make sure to just thing. like, i throw Toss it like rice at a wedding as I go through <laughs> the aisles. Welcome. I am here. I love it. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the theater fairy. I'm blessing you. I bless this seat. I bless this seat.
0: That's great. I happen to do that. I bless thy seat and you welcome my child to ghost in the shell. Okay. I I have to throw this one out and and I'm going to duck here because I'm probably going to get something thrown at me here. I've never seen the show, so I can, I can at least keep my man card on this Mm. one, but I have to be completely honest in saying that the power Rangers movie preview looks fascinating and I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to turn my brain off, but I actually do want to go see it. I, but, I mean, the, I heard the show was like the cheesiest thing ever. I never watched it though. So I don't know.
1: I, I will, you know, I'll accept that under new experiences. I, I think that's, <laughs> I actually, <sighs> I I've, know, I've I only know. seen a couple episodes as a kid Yeah, I saw it as a, as a teenager in high school. Yeah. But then I also, I saw it later in Japan and apparently I saw the same episode. What they did was they used to record the same fight scenes
0: oh, in both. And that was heinous. the reason
1: that the, the the Power Rangers had always covered their mouths. Oh. And sometimes it looked a little weird because they'd yeah. just be nodding their head while speaking. Yeah. Because they used the same footage for the Japanese and the American versions. Interesting. And the same fight scenes, they just dubbed over them in English. Yeah. And just saved on the film. Well that makes sense. I definitely saw that on a couple of them.
0: Yeah. Well, I know when they do like the same explosions or the same, they just use the same footage and you're going, oh, it's lazy. But I get it. it saves well, money.
1: Hey, if, unless you speak both languages and see it on both sides of the ocean. That's different though. Yeah. But when
0: you see it like in the same movie, you know, like Star Trek did this. with. Uh, this was Star Trek Six. Granted, I'm a Star Trek nerd, but they blew up a Klingon bird of prey and they used the exact same explosion footage in uh, Star Trek Generations Oh, exact same one, and I'm going, cheap, <laughs> cheap. Come on, Star Trek fans are gonna see that. Now, granted, saves money, I get it, they didn't have a huge budget, but still. But a friend of mine who's a, a
1: huge, not Star Trek uh, nerd, but a huge Star Wars nerd was telling me about Rogue One, Yeah, and a lot of the footage that you see in that of Red Leader, Gold Leader, is actually excess footage from the original three but
0: see that was cool that was
1: fantastic yeah, because I, it fit
0: perfect I
1: thought that was you know I heard it and I and I was like I thought that looked familiar I just
0: yeah. I didn't you know I had to go back and I have to go see it again now yeah that was amazing that really was a special thing because it was, a, it was supposed to be that. You and needed that. Just, yeah, it tied everything together. Yeah. Okay, one last question, then we're going to wrap up here. Um, so in male modeling, this is something <laughs> that I, this is a joke, because a, a friend of mine was actually a male model as well years ago, and he would take these great pictures. We were in Taiwan, and he took great pictures. He was always posing well, and I'm going, How, wh- what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and he goes, the trick is, Brian, when you're standing in front of the camera, you let your lips part. Ever so slightly.
1: I, is this true? It is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one, of, one of the couple, that one, and then the other one is you never square to the camera. Yeah, you never look right at it. You, you always look just, just... You know, someone's going to take a picture of you. You look yeah. right at them and turn your nose just five degrees off center, and it gives the definition to your face. Oh, my gosh. So it's look, slight turn, part the lips, breathe, smile comes to the eyes.
0: I love it. Oh, okay, smile comes to the eyes, too. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start doing pictures now from here on out. Somebody's like, hey, let's do a selfie here, let's do some pictures. I'm always going to be just slightly off. It's just Let the eyes smile. Let the lips part. I, you got mm. it. Well, After the show,
1: let's let's practice. Okay. I'll, I'll try and get a couple photos of you here. Yeah. We may be starting your we'll modeling career. The blog post. We'll yeah. put them on the blog post.
0: I love this. All right. Whitney or positive entropy. Positive entropy. That's, that's Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs>
1: This has been a blast,
0: man. I appreciate you being on the show. That's
1: actually my Instagram. So if you (laughs) (laughs) I Have stolen that handle it is mine.
0: It is mine forever immortalized in the Instagram verse I don't know if that's a good thing, but I'll take it. Well, Yeah, whatever works. All right So, uh, you want people to get in touch with you? Uh, Sure. All right. Absolutely. How do we get in touch with you? Um,
1: actually I'd say the best place to find me aside from the real Brian show fan page um (laughs)
0: Which is, you know, the best place to go.
1: I think, yeah. give a shout out. I think there may be a little nepotism there. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, on Instagram, I am positive entropy. And I'm usually causing trouble there. And yeah, actually, I don't have many other ways to get a hold of me these days.
0: Uh, Well, why don't you just go there? Go there. Mm -hmm. If anybody else wants to contact you, you know, come to realbryanshow.com. And, uh, you know, maybe I can personally connect you if, you know, if you approve it. If I approve it, yeah. Yep.
1: I love it. Stands to reason, if you're a listener of the show, you're probably most the way to you know, through the vetting process. Oh yeah. Like,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool people.
1: Yeah, cool people to see yeah. the show. <laughs> Are we ingratiating ourselves enough yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if I, you know, Hey, if I, if I end up doing that Japanese uh, short show that I was talking about, that hasn't come through at all, but, and if i end up doing that. Uh, we'll come back in the show. We'll talk about it. If it, Oh yeah. Great. Well then
0: make people find you and yeah, would yeah. be perfect. They can, they
1: can laugh at me in, in second, in the second language. I'd love it. That's awesome. All right. Do a, uh, do a Japanese sign off. 今日本物のブライアン番組来てくれ
0: Awesome. Okay, you gotta tell me what you actually said cuz I have no just, idea.
1: I just said, you know, thank you for coming to the real Brian show today. And I Yeah, this is, <laughs> I love it. Maybe maybe I can do a, an intro for you in the future. i have That's to That's
0: a great idea. You know. Ooh, I got some idea. Ooh,
1: so I got some ideas. No, there'll that be along long lines of you 本物の Real Brian Show.
0: Oh, on that note, happy St. Patrick's Day, and thanks for joining us. (laughs) Happy Japanese St. Patrick's Day. Happy Japanese St. Patrick's Day. That makes it more fun. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Whitney. Appreciate it, man. Being that it's St. Patrick's Day, I wanted to interview someone from Ireland today. It's only appropriate, and I'm told that we have that person here right now. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. What's your name? Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. Well, hi, William. Okay, well, it's actually a huge honor to have you here on The Real Brian Show, but I was kind of wanting to have someone irish on the show today you know in honor of saint patrick's day we need him the irish Aye. well yeah absolutely haven't you heard of saint patrick yes i've heard kills men by the hundred What? and if you he were here he'd consume the english with fireballs from his eyes and bolts
1: of lightning from his eyes i'm
0: not exactly sure that's entirely accurate do you actually know saint patrick
1: that's my friend irishman and the answer to your question is yes Wow. That's right.
0: Are you impressed? I am, yes. Actually, very impressed. Okay, well, but I wasn't prepared to interview Scott on St. Patrick's Day, so we'll keep this brief. Right, if you like. I'll just ask you for some words that you live by. Every man dies.
1: Not every man really lives.
0: Wow, I love that. You know, I've been attempting to, to live by that, actually. Just be yourself. Love it. You know, that's similar advice I give when people ask me they'll say, you know, hey, Brian, what's your advice to succeeding in business or podcasting or whatever? You know, you really just have to be you. Everyone else is taken. And if you would just lead them to freedom, they'd follow you. So would I. Who, podcasters? All right, then. It's all for nothing if you don't have freedom. Hmm. Well said then. Well, I said I'd keep this brief. So do you have any parting advice for us? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll love at least a while, and dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Okay. Uh, well, you know what the music means. Uh, well, thanks, William. Appreciate the interesting advice. Monday, we're going to be talking about how to get rid of the, quote, bullies in your life. So join me. Realbryanshow.com is where everything happens. Special thanks to Emily for writing the blog posts and Josh from Podcast Guy Media for the William Wallace clips and the production of the show. Have a great weekend. I am the Real Brian. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a
1: production of 514 Media at
0: 514mediaempire.com.